Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well today. I want to give a quick shout out to Madison, Wisconsin. All Yay. right. Yay. Yes. It's known for the domed Wisconsin State Capitol and the Wisconsin Historical Museum. All right. So thankful to have you listening. Another cool place to visit. We are very thankful. All right. Do you have any weird jokes? Well, first of all, before you get your weird jokes, you can find them real quick. You can check us out at graceinthashadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at drjonathan at graceinthashadowsor.org. Now, what kind of weird jokes do you have for us today? What did one wall say to the other? I hesitate to say what I'll meet you at the corner. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. You got another another one? Sure. Why not? Let's see here. What, what do you call a dinosaur that crashes his car? I didn't know dinosaurs could drive. So what would you call? Tyrannosaurus Rex. I somehow, as I said, what I said, I thought that's coming. That is coming. Oh, okay. Well, I've got some fun facts. We're going to move along. Um, okay. You're about in a, in a little bit, you're going to be uh, taking a flight. So I want to mm-hmm. ask you this to, to pay attention because a fun fact is you actually lose a large percentage of your taste buds while on an airplane. Mm. This might explain a lot about those less than stellar in-flight meals or why you find yourself craving the saltiest foods while in the sky. So when you go on your trip, mm-hmm. you got a long flight, pay attention to that and let us know. You know, I think that's true. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's pretty cool. All right. Okay. Now, you probably know that snails are pretty slow creatures, mm-hmm. but did you know they also can take the longest naps? Really? One nap can last up to three years. That's a long nap. Yes, yes, yes. And then I have one more. This is really cool. You okay. know, have, have you ever been stung by a bee? Unfortunately. Yes, it's not fun. I but had a friend years uh-huh. ago. John Hensley, he was a friend uh, mm-hmm. in my as a child, okay. and uh, he said, "Jonathan, go in there where those flies are and get that board." They were, oh no! You know, you know, kids do. So I went in there, and there were a bunch of bees, and I got stung about twelve times. Oh my word, Jonathan! They really got one over on you there. <laughs> Just gullible. a little bit. Yeah, Just a little. Gullible. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't allergic. Uh, me too. Me too. Okay, last one. Bees can sting other bees really yeah yep so when they feel threatened or they're protecting their territory they will sting so Mm. i had no idea about that and i want to give a quick shout out to those of you that are listening in the united states australia and south africa because we are all on the apple podcast boards in Mm. those three places. So thank you so much for keeping us on those podcast boards. It's the ones for religion. So mm-hmm. spread the word, tell people about us. We would love it. All right. What are we talking about today? We're, we're going back to some marriage because I want to do, we're doing some Israel, like we do little pop-ups, so we'll do updates. But uh, 
the where our main focus is 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 marriage right now, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. where I want to go back to. Um, so marriage is important to God. We talked about kind of uh, the purpose of marriage, what it is about, and um, communication. We talked mm-hmm. about last time, mm-hmm. but this time I want to talk to you a little bit about marriage is take is taking place on a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a spiritual battle, not a romantic balcony. Ooh, say that again. Marriage is a spiritual battlefield, not a romantic balcony. That is so true. I mean, sometimes you got, you know, the romantic balcony, but that's not very often in the real world. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one reason a lot of marriages don't make it because Mm -hmm. they think it is all romance. Right. It's a wrong perception of marriage. Right. Um. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 talks about a warfare. Um, 10 through, let's see here. Uh, I'll read 10 through 12. Mm -hmm. Finally, become strong in the Lord and might of his strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the uh, wiles or the schemes or the strategies of the devil. Mm -hmm. Because our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against rulers, against authorities, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So, you know, people don't realize, some people, some Christians, Christians mm-hmm. don't realize the war. You're right. They're You're looking right. at flesh and blood. Yes. They're looking at, you know, what did she or what did he do to me? Mm-hmm. Or environmental things around us or desires or what their idea of marriage should be. Correct. People of the world, uh, they're, well, they're not even, they're, I mean, they're dead in sin and they don't see mm-hmm. a war. Right. So I think a lot of Christians are just ignorant of, mm-hmm. you know, we are in a dimension. We're fighting dimensional beings. We are. The war is not against your spouse. The war is against the, the demons behind him or her. Well, and and you'll probably talk about it. You know, the first marriage was Adam and Eve, and they had not been on earth very long before they started having conflict with each other. Um, And if Satan can, Satan can, you know, mess with them, he definitely can mess with us. I mean, they were the very first people. They didn't even have anybody else to argue with. (laughs) Right. And so we've got, you know, so many things coming at us uh, in a Christian marriage that Satan loves to tear it apart and we have to be on guard. We have to be wearing that, that battle armor. The mind is spiritual Mm -hmm. and Satan and his buddies Mm -hmm. shoot the the fiery darts of lies, of doubt, of temptation into your mind. Yes. You know, the first thing he asked Eve was, did God really say? Mm -hmm. And what he was doing was, uh, usurping authority of God. Right. That's right. And he was trying to get her to doubt God's word. And she did. And she did. Yeah. And doubt the consequences and to think that God was holding something back from her. Right. Mm. And so this is the first, uh, feminist. Right. Movement. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a, strong female. There's nothing no. wrong with uh, 
Proverbs 31, that, that wife, that woman, mm-hmm. godly woman is a strong woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but the feminazi, I call it feminazi, <laughs> is when you rebel against your creator. Right. And you rebel against the roles of men and women that God designed them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so Satan was getting her and Adam, for that matter, to doubt their own roles within marriage. Right, right. Mm. And then he tempted her. He made it more difficult for her. Right. By saying, you, you know, you, you can eat all the others, but not this one in the middle of the garden. Mm-hmm. Or not. And she thought, well, he said, don't touch it or we'll die. Right. Right. Which, which God didn't say. He didn't say anything about touching it. Oh, yeah. So she like... Yeah. Yeah. She twisted God's words as well. And then you see, she saw, gave it to Adam and Adam really loved Eve. Right. And matter of fact, when Eve was created, he jumped up and down like, wahoo, (laughs) flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. Right. Right. And so he willfully took it. He said, well, if you can't beat her, join her. Yeah. True. He did. He did. And they saw they were naked. Mm hmm. No other animal gets up wanting to get dressed in the morning. <laughs> Cy doesn't put on his little jacket? No, he doesn't. <laughs> oh. And that yeah. nakedness put up a wall of vulnerability. Yes, it did. It did. And, and so that's where we are today. With You'll see there, there's a role between men and women, the fight against it, the contention against right. the creator, God, and mm-hmm. the contention in the roles of marriage and family. Yes, you're right. So we jump up to Ephesians. Ephesians 5 talks about, uh, you know, husband and wife submit to God. And then husbands, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church, died for it. Wives submit graciously to your husband. Uh, And then it goes into the child's role. And then it goes into spiritual warfare. Yes, it does. (laughs) That's not a coincidence, is it? (laughs) No. Yeah. Because God's first first mm-hmm. institution was family, was marriage. Right. Yeah. And he created it not only in his image mm-hmm. and for a purpose, right. but he created it for, the, for his glory and to procreate other followers of God. Correct. In Correct. fear and admonition of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So Satan uses spiritual warfare. Yes. Dimensions. We're only limited in dimensions. We only see what we see. Mm -hmm. But Albert Einstein and others have even come to the conclusion that there could be as many as 14 or 15 dimensions. Wow. Wow. So there's a war going on that we don't see. You're right. Actually, if we really think about it, we can see through the manifestations of the physical world that we live. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Through behaviors and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think looking at this, we really have to take it seriously. We do. We do. We need to stay on our knees with each other and then apart praying for each other. Um, and, and we need to make that a high priority in our life. And we need to realize when things are coming against us because, you know, 
every couple fights, even us. And mm-hmm. a lot of times those fights were brought about by Satan because then we're going to be focusing on fighting each other rather than on serving God. And, and Peter describes Satan as a roaring lion. Mm-hmm. And lions, they usually go after the weak and tired. True. And a lot of our problems I, I, I can reflect on Oh, yeah. Are a result of being tired, being hungry. Being, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but I think we have to look at this as not you against me, mm-hmm. but ag- us against the enemy for Agreed. the glory of God. Agreed. Yes. Your spouse is not your enemy. No. They're your friend. So we look at this and we see the tactics and strategies and uh, schemes. What's a scheme? Uh, like trickery, trying to plan something against somebody. And so I, I see what I see in marriage through my years of doing marriage counseling um, mm-hmm. is Satan will try to cause division and discord in the couple. Yes. Um, you know, he will try to get them to, uh, Compete with each other. True. Uh, so he likes to create conflict, and some things are not even there to have conflict about. Right. You're right. What do you think are some common things of discord or division in marriage? Uh, kids, uh, finances, time, jobs, um, family. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. And he also tempts temptation of infidelity. Oh, yes. The grass is greener on the other side. Mm. And a lot of times the grass is greener because the grass is growing so well because it's growing on sewage. Yeah. (laughs) I never thought about that. Uh, But, yeah, that's true because – yeah, the grass is greener because maybe there's an issue. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Yeah, very true. And I think another thing Satan tries to do is cause spouses to hold back, you know, sexuality. True. Uh, relations. Right. First Corinthians 7 and 5 talks about Paul advises them mm-hmm. not to deprive each other of sexual intimacy. Right. So as not to give Satan an opportunity to tempt them due to lack of self-control. Very true. Yeah. Um, dishonesty and deception. Mm-hmm. Um, John eight forty four. What does that say? John eight forty four. Hold on. You know, as we look at this, a lot of it comes back to praying together mm-hmm. and communicating together. Right. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So dishonesty, deception, and lack of transparency, you know, can destroy a marriage. Yes. Erodes trust, creates tension in marriage. Right. Right. Uh, being dishonest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Selfishness and pride is a huge one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I have couples that don't don't want to apologize or take responsibility for their actions because of what? Pride. Pride. They don't want to admit they're wrong. Right. Remember years ago, <clears throat> President Clinton, mm-hmm. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. And then he tells, okay, this is a, this guy went to, I mean, he, I mean, he's an educated individual. I mean, he's president. He was, yeah. And he tells the lawyer when he was on trial for, uh, you know, for lying under, lying, mm-hmm. lying mm-hmm. Uh, he tells him he didn't know that that was sex. Oral <laughs> sex. Crazy. Come on, really? Oh, but word. Really? Wow. So no. pride. Yeah. Pride. Pride. Selfishness. Yes. Uh, unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Unforgiveness is huge. It creates unforgiveness, creates bitterness, content, contempt, contempt, um, and tension in marriage. Yeah. What is the biggest thing you think uh, as as far as dealing with preventing bitterness or anger, forgiveness? Being willing to say you're sorry and being willing to say that you're wrong. I mean, there's a reason why uh, God put in the Bible not to let the sun go down on your anger. You need to deal with things quickly so it doesn't take root in your Mm -hmm. marriage. Because I'm sure, I'm sure you've had married couples where you ask them, where did this go wrong? Where did Mm -hmm. it start going wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe marriages without infidelity and they can pinpoint in a lot of times, I'm sure it's something ridiculous that has just snowballed to become this huge obstacle in your marriage. When, if you had just dealt with it, when it was just like a little speck, it wouldn't be the snowball now. So being willing to say you're sorry, being willing to admit that you're wrong and to care for each other. A hundred, a hundred, you know, you always, oh, marriage is 50, 50. No, it's not. Marriage is a hundred, hundred. You've got to give of yourself, spouse. And, and you brought something, Ephesians 4, 26 to 27. Um, you know, if you want to read that, you can. Sure. It's very clear about trying not to do this. Right. Okay. All right, 4, 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Oh, yeah. Unresolved anger and unforgiveness mm-hmm. provides an opportunity for the devil. Right. Yep. So this is kind of just, a, you know, uh, I want to hit on today. Mm-hmm. That okay. marriage is, is not, oh, like the uh, bachelor. <laughs> or these shows or these, you know, these uh, soap operas or, or movies. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, it is a war like for zone. It's a battlefield. Yes. I mean, our society does not even know what it is anymore. No, they don't. They don't. You're Let right. that sink in your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And what is marriage to you? You know, God doesn't care what you think. Mm-mm. God tells us what marriage is between a man mm-hmm. and a woman. God does not really care about our opinions. He does not. He does not. So, all right. Anything you want to add, Dr. Marlowe? 
No, Dr. J, I thought this was really good. Uh, Don't let Satan take a foothold in your marriage. Pray for each other. Pray with each other. And remember that 100-100, not 50-50. You have to give your all to each other. And also remember that God can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.